This week on Local Matters, we speak about sexual assault and the changes in the criminal law proposed by the Minister of Justice, Sam Tansen, in January. To get the details of this draft law, listen to yesterday's episode on ara.lu or aracityradio.com. Today we welcome Diana Schäfers and Kashaya Pasuki. They work together in Mr. Pasuki's psychotherapy practice in Luxembourg. Ms. Schäfers, you handed in a petition demanding a revision of the criminal code on sexual offenses. Yes. There are still more than two weeks to sign the petition, but the 4,500 signatures needed to start the discussion in Parliament are already exceeded. Mm -hmm. So, Ms. Schäfers, what is the problem with the current legislation? So, with the current legislation, even though there is already a new law, like in progress, but the current one that we have right now, for example, has it that if you have been abused as a child, um, you only have until 10 years after your 18th birthday to file the report. The problem is that sometimes victims don't remember for a long time, and especially if they are still in contact with their abusers, which at 26, for example, is very much possible. And then you might first find a good therapy to work on it, get trust, and get the strength also to file a report. And this might take time. So 28 is not very long. So that was one of the... Um, Yeah, the crucial things that we see also um, in the practice. So that was um, that point. And then also we need to broaden the sense of rape. So up until now, it's like rape if there is yeah, a struggle involved. But what if um, you were drunk, you were passed out and somebody rapes you? Then it's not rape, it's abuse, which also comes with another sentences. So we would like to have that broaden that theme, a bit like in Sweden and also in Spain, where you need to have consent for sexual activities. The other thing is, um, after the article in the Luxembourg Award from Liv Jaitsebamper, I guess everybody knows that name right now, we had patients sending it to us, telling us, oh, okay, this makes no sense. You know, why file a report if the abuser comes free and is not even going to prison? even though he is accused of rape of four underage girls. So this was really like the moment that we said, okay, we need to do something. We need to make it more public. It needs to be talked about because it's a big taboo. And since nobody talks about it, then nobody even knows the law. Nobody knows that, yep, you might rape four girls underage and you get free. Okay, so how is that possible that people get free after raping girls? Um, that is because in the law, we have the one point that if it was your first offense, then, yeah, you don't need to go to prison, for example. So the judge can make the call and be like, okay, so for this time, you're guilty, but you can walk free. We don't know if it's a first offense or it's the first time that one of your victims spoke up. And we think that that is something that is such a, has such a big impact on the person's life for years after that this cannot just be, okay, so this was then your final warning, let's say, call it like that. In the beginning of the month, around the same time you put the petition online, 
but independently, the Minister of Justice Sam Tansen presented a draft bill to adjust the criminal code for sexual offenses. What is your opinion on the minister's propositions? I think it's already very great because a lot of points that actually we addressed in our petitions are already in there. So I hope that um, everybody else consents to to that already. Um, but like we said, we also would like to really go more into direction of consent and um, then also see what about the adults. Because a lot of things that are happening or are changing is also when there has been abuse or rape when you were a kid. But what about when you're adult? What about when you're 18? So I think, um, yeah, the dis discussion will still be good to maybe also broaden the senses about all of that and to broaden that term of rape. Because if we want to talk prevention-wise, then we need the law to change. Because how can, we, um, how can we teach the children and our teenagers that, for example, if the other one is passed out by alcohol, you are not allowed to touch that person if, by law, that's not the problem. Respectively, the other one cannot really, you know... Um, how can you say you have to prove that something happened to you? But if you go for consent in your law, then actually she does not have to prove or he does not have to prove. Because if there has been witnesses seeing you being totally passed out, then that's your proof that there ha could not be any consent. For example, that's a bit like the Swedish model and the Spain model. Mr. Basuki. As a psychotherapist, you treat victims of sexual abuse. Why is it so important to have longer limitation periods or even to cancel the limitation period for reporting sexual abuse? Well, you know, uh, the experience shows through the last uh, two decades of work with these victims that despite the very strong patient-therapist relationship that we have, they uh, really need a lot of time to tell you what has happened basically and actually. And another thing that we cannot forget is as well the fragmentation of the brain. Victims of sexual assault, they have a fragmented brain. The trauma has been so great that the prefrontal and frontal cortices are uh, fragmented most of the time and uh, many of the very important details of the event they won't really remember yet. So we have to do a lot of therapy with them until the hippocampus, which is a part of your limbic system in your brain, which is the archive of all information, uh, starts working again and also the association centers of the brain start really connecting again so that people can remember again what has really happened. So imagine at, at times we have to go through one to two years of therapy until we have the patient prepared for the confrontation and to dive into the trauma therapy. So now imagine the patient that is going to the police to file a report. It is it is basically impossible. It is it is psychologically impossible to go to the police and sit down and give the police the needed and necessary uh, details about the event. And I guess this is uh, what I would like to encourage everybody 
uh, in the administration, in the jurisdiction, in the police, no matter who is involved. These people need to understand that what they are expecting the victims to do is impossible. Is this on a neurological level or on a psychological level? It is on both. It is on both. So for for on, on the one hand, you have psychological effects. Uh, so giving an example, being the victim of sexual assault tends to change your personality. So basically, it breaks your identity and the integrity that you have as a person, as a personality. And of course, it's going to change towards the negative, right? So after a time, even people that know you before, they're going to look at you as you're crazy, as you are having some problems. So you're going to be downgraded. You know, you're going to be disavowed. And now that's the psychological and a lot of other things. You're going to maybe suffer from panic attacks. You're going to suffer from anxieties. You're going to suffer from eating disorders. You're going to, there is a, a bunch of secondary rank Uh, symptoms or diagnosis that will appear after sexual assault. That's the one on the psychological level. On the neurobiological and neurophysiological level, you will have the brain, which is um, impaired in information reprocessing. Different areas and, and different parts of the brain, they start to dysfunction. Hence, this is going to have a negative influence on your thinking capacities, which we call cognition, right? Um, do many victims decide to not report to the police in the end? Yes. Even answering this question is sort of impossible because we do not have accurate statistics. But throughout empirical work and the experiences that we all have on daily basis, in psychotherapy of those victims, we know that the number, the real number, is at least between five to ten times more than what is reported. Okay, that's a lot. Yes. In the draft bill, and you already touched the topic a bit, in the draft bill, the minister made a clear separation between sexual offenses against minors and those against adults particularly concerning the limitation periods. For sexual abuse against minors, the limitation period shall be cancelled. What is different for minors and for adults on a psychological and neurological level? Well, the adult at some point, despite being victim to sexual assault or offense, at some point, you know, after, after the very first phase post-event, so after the first year, for example, okay, they know that they have had a problem, they have to go maybe see someone. So this is at least something that they know. Whether they do it or not is another issue. But children, they're vulnerable. They're dependent on adults, on parents, on other members of the family. So that's why I think taking in consideration all of the disorders and the intensity of the disorders and illnesses that are going to appear in children because of sexual offense or assault and the fact of being dependent on adult systems, 
that's probably why he's making a difference, and I think he's right to do so. Thank you, Mr. Pasuki. Thank you, Ms. Schäfers, for being with us today. And tomorrow on Local Matters, at the same time, we are going to welcome Dr. Mary Fals, who herself was a victim of sexual abuse. So stay tuned. See you tomorrow.